Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm your host, John Lucier, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us here, and especially for continuing to stand for righteousness and justice. I'm joined in the studio today by my wonderful wife, Kamisha. Welcome to the show, honey, honey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, in this episode, we're going to continue to discuss the topic, will this generation hear from the Lord? Mm-hmm. In, in the previous episodes, we've been talking a lot about where we're at as a choosing, mm-hmm. right? We're at a, a choosing place, of, and that's for each individual, and the Lord will take those that have chosen to commit to Him fully and bring them together building them up as an army to do great and mighty works here and help bring heaven on earth or down to earth as it were Mm -hmm. right for lack of a better way to phrase it Mm -hmm. so it's what christ's prayer was right your will on earth as it is in heaven amen right so it's the lord's glory and he can bring it down but he's also looking for people to whom he can show himself strong on their behalf Mm-hmm. his servants amen and guess what if you've chosen him and you are all in that means you amen right so in this choosing we we ended talking about joshua and the joshua generation in joshua chapter 24 but there's a, a verse there that as we begin to transition here and the how do we get to that place where I'll say we're the Lord's army. We're and not just not just conventional, right? Mm-hmm. Every every military in, in the world, and I'd say even spiritually, has their conventional troops, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then they also have their their special troops, their special people, the elite forces or mm-hmm. special forces. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, the Lord's army is no different. Amen. And we saw that we see that throughout even scripture. So how do we get to that place where I'll say that we are the special troops, the elite troops of the Lord's army? Now, when Joshua is addressing the people there in chapter twenty-four, he exhorts them in verse twenty-three. It says this. Now, therefore, put away the foreign gods which are in your midst. That's that choosing part, right? Mm -hmm. And then he says, and incline your hearts to the Lord God of Israel. And then says this, the people said to Joshua, this is key, said, we will serve the Lord our God and we will obey his voice. And then as a result, Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. And made for them a statute and an ordinance in Sheshem. And those words were clearly written in the book of the law of God. Mm-hmm. Right, and then a large stone was set up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's also interesting that he says that, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke to us. Thus it shall be... For a witness against you, 
so that you do not deny your God. Mm-hmm. And then the people were dismissed and they rose to their inheritance. Amen. So, how do we get to that place? And the key there was hearing. Hearing the voice of the Lord. This is something of the utmost importance. Jesus said this throughout the entirety of his ministry in multiple places. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in the earlier episodes of uh, this segment. And his reference to John the Baptist. And he says, if you can handle it, he was Elijah. Mm -hmm. But then he says, hear what... Essentially, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, right? Mm-hmm. He who, oh, sorry, let me rephrase myself or catch myself, correct myself. It says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. And he says that in multiple places, even talking about his sheep, he says, My sheep know my voice, mm-hmm. another's they will not follow. Mm-hmm. And I found interesting that. That Joshua or the people in Joshua's generation who had literally just seen the Lord's hand move on their behalf and lead them from victory to victory to victory to victory. Uh, I, believe, I believe it was over 60 victories, like sequential. Mm. Like After they recovered from AI. After AI. <laughs> I believe it was, it was 60-something victories. Mm-hmm. In a, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Hmm. almost like an elite force but here they're not talking about seeing the lord's hand they're talking about hearing his voice mm-hmm. and then even joshua says the stone has heard everything <laughs> amen so so there is a you know there's a natural saying of right we have two ears one mouth right so we should listen twice as much as we speak amen right mm-hmm. so there is an utmost importance of listening and of hearing, but not just for the sake of listening. It's very intentional on hearing the Lord's voice. Mm-hmm. So, in this, actually, let's turn to Revelation. Honey, I, I want to open it up to you to share some, some things, some insights, because that statement of the Lord, hear, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, comes up frequently, especially in the beginning part of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want us to understand fully the need to hear the Lord's voice. Amen. Amen. So in the beginning chapters of Re- the book of Revelation, the Lord is talking to the seven churches. And I think that's something we've heard about commonly. If you've spent any time in the church, though, you hear about the the churches in Revelation. And as he speaks with them, he says, um, let's see, just look at an example is um, Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm -hmm. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. And then he says it again in verse 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name, written which no one knows except him who receives it. And anytime we hear the Lord repeating something, anytime we hear him say one thing, we should be 
at attentiveness, you know, at attention mm-hmm. and ready to hear. But more so when he repeats it over and over, that means it's important. Um, actually, and, actually, real quick, sure. as, as you're saying that, there is a lot happening in heaven as the Apostle John is caught up and, mm-hmm. and having things revealed. There's a lot of speaking that's that's also happening, mm-hmm. as well as this everything that he's observing. Mm-hmm. But the Lord says very clearly in verse eight, as he's beginning to speak to the to the churches, mm-hmm. right? He says, "I am the Alpha and Omega," says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. And then he begins talking to all these churches and telling them to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So I, I just wanted to, to say that out loud because there's there's a point that we need to make in this. So just cueing people in Amen. initially. Amen. So there there is a lot happening here. And take some time on your own and go through through this section and read how many times the Lord says this. He says it in chapter 3. Um how many times he says to hear, but listen to what he says. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says Amen. to the churches. And that is the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is saying. And we flash, you know, flash back to his earthly ministry. He talked about Holy Spirit coming and mm-hmm. being with us, on us, and in us. Amen. And not leaving us, but teaching us all things, guiding us into all truth, um, giving us what to say, protecting us, all of these different things, and how important the role of the Holy Spirit is to the life of the believer. He didn't walk the earth without him, neither should we. It's the spirit right? of promise. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Amen to that. Um, and getting back to talking about um, hearing what the Lord says, there's, there's a key here that we really have to understand. It's not a matter, as you said, darling, it's not the matter of sound falling on your ears. Mm-hmm. Because the rocks here, the trees Clearly. here, if we don't praise the Lord, they're going to cry out. That's what Jesus said when he was coming in on the cult, right? And the Amen. Pharisees wanted him to stop the people from worshiping him. And he said, if they stop, these, right, these rocks will cry out. Amen. So it's not a matter of just sound falling on the ears. It's a matter of loving to hear what the Lord has to say, the attentiveness to the Word of God, the desire to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and to be led by Him that this is our heart's desire. We want you, Lord. We want you to lead us. We want Holy Spirit to speak the Word of God. We want to spend time reading the Word of God. But I desire to hear you, Lord. And it's the baited, like on bated breath, waiting to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to us. Amen. We can appreciate what he's saying to other people, but I'm accountable for what he says to me. And even through other people. Amen. However, even with that, we say oftentimes, pass everything before Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus. And whatever he says about it, that's what it is. So, So even if... I hear a word from the Lord, mm-hmm. or, or someone says it's from the Lord, rest assured, I'm also letting that word pass by before the Lord and going, Lord, is this from you? Is this 100% from you, or are there parts that are off? Or, and, and I encourage you to do the same, whether it's from myself or anyone else, because the Lord is going to confirm his word. Amen. And that's the only thing that even the angels in heaven 
they only move at the word of the Lord. Amen. And we should be no different if he's our father and we're his children. Or said how is normally stated through the Bible, because that's the structure, but he normally states, I'm your God and you're my people. Mm -hmm. Then we should be so in tune and attentive to clearly and accurately hear what he's saying to us. Amen. Because it's a relationship. But the sound, we should know the sound of God's voice wherever it's coming from. And Mm -hmm. if someone is saying, thus saith the Lord, and he didn't say it, we should know that as well. My sheep know my voice. There are times where the Lord, I mean, he could speak through a a bird flying by your head and making a caca sound as it goes by. Clearly a donkey with Balaam. Exactly. But if the Lord is in it, you hear his voice. You're not concerned about the bird or the vessel. You're concerned about, is my Lord speaking? Mm -hmm. Right? And that should be our our desire. Um, Now, when we're looking in Revelation, I was doing some study with the Lord, and I was just looking over these uh, scriptures in Revelation, and, um, you know, there's a lot of of talk now of people who are looking for signs, they're trying to interpret the end times, they're looking for uh, (laughs) eschatology and all of those other things. They're They're looking to see all the things that are described in the book of Revelation, which is part of the reason... We're, we're in Revelation right now discussing this. Amen. And people... And, and, and they're, it's not bad in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But if we really look at this, the Lord is saying, hear. He said, hear. hear. hear he didn't say, the, see. That's right. He, he said, said, hear. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Mm-hmm. He said, hear what Holy Spirit is saying. And so I was... You know, I was um, listening to something or watching a, you know, just like a, a minister online or a okay. Bible teaching, and I was just talking with the Lord, and I was like, God, you're not talking to me like that. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I, I hear, I know what you're saying, and I know Amen. at this point in my life with you, Jesus Christ, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, and everything else, you'll deal with the rest of it, the outcome. Amen to that. I am accountable to what you tell me, what you're saying to Kamisha. Um, so as I was walking with him through the scriptures and, um, just, you know, just enjoying the, the sound of the, the Holy Spirit's voice, he brought my attention to something. Now I had originally come to Revelation 16, uh, for another purpose, but as I was here, suddenly the Holy Spirit grabbed my attention and he said, look at this. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have time to read through, um, the, I love the whole word of God. The whole counsel of God is good for your life and your spirit, soul, and body and your family, your finances, everything that you have, it will be edified and benefited by you spending time in the word of God. But go back and read the chapters, um, starting from the the first chapter and come all the way over to chapter 16 and then read all the way through to the end. But there's a lot of activity happening. And in particular around these chapters, the, the beast is coming out and, you know, the, as in the antichrist and the beast and the markings and all of the things that present day people are so concerned with the mark of the beast. Is this the antichrist? Mm -hmm. Is the, that's the false prophet and you, you're the false prophet and oh, this one, you know, like all of this stuff going on. Well, and let's not- also look at another thing because there are even conversations there, mm-hmm. right? John is clearly being, the Apostle John is clearly being mm-hmm. led right. around by another servant, but I believe it's chapter 10, don't quote me. But he, he even bows down and begins to worship this other servant and he's like, hey, no, see that you don't do that. I am a fellow servant just like you. Mm-hmm. And he this is it twice. Mm-hmm. Right, he did that twice just in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, if not three times, but I know twice for sure. Mm-hmm. But here's the, the thing is, this is all activity. He's seeing these things. He's overwhelmed, if you will, by or sensory overload from all this, this stuff that he's observing. And this is someone who walked with the Lord, and he, he still made that mistake, if you will, mm-hmm. of bowing down to worship on a fellow servant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the Apostle John did that, we're not above that. <laughs> Right, so as I uh, need us to reckon that we absolutely <laughs> we thank you. We, we don't can have be. to fall into that, um, but it's about having the right focus. Amen. So scripturally, literally, what's written on the page, the apostle John is being taken through heaven, and secrets, mysteries, are being revealed to him, and they Amen. are spectacular. They are um, busy. There's a lot of action happening here. A lot of things that boggle the mind and the senses and like you said my love are overwhelming to him and even as we read them all these centuries later we are um you know still trying to figure out some of the mysteries that are written exactly but or that were revealed to john mm -hmm. and even some of the things might even be scary you know might make might make you anxious and they shouldn't but no need to but in the midst of this but it's all things that we are especially even today we know our Lord is coming soon. Amen. So people are looking for the signs that mm-hmm. are written about. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're concerned about it. But what the Lord stopped me and said was, look at this. So in my Bible, I have a, a Bible that has, the words of, that has the words of Jesus in red. I, I do like that, <laughs> that <laughs> version. But if you look at my darling's version, he doesn't have that. It's all in black. Um, I, I like it. It just didn't come in, in this Bible. Oh, okay. So, okay. You know. um, so verse 15 stands out. Now, Amen. I've read through the Bible multiple times. I've read through Revelation many times, and I never noticed this before. Verse 15 of chapter, chapter 16. Chapter 16 of Revelation. Okay. And this is what the Lord says in that verse. He says, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So now, what the Lord said to me was like, Kamisha, pay attention here. In the midst of all this activity, boom, 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 fireworks are going off. All this action, the beast is out there. There's the mark of the beast and everybody's worshiping and everybody's astounded by it. And they're marveling. And on either side of this particular verse, Jesus has been quiet since the beginning chapters of Revelation, talking to the churches. to the churches, exactly. After he spoke to the churches, he's been quiet while the apostle John has been roving through heaven, you know, being escorted. Seeing, right, but seeing, seeing all, all these, this activity in Revelation. All this activity, giving, getting all these mysteries, and then the Lord speaks. He says something out of this quiet that he's been in as he's been walking and clearly nearby and observing. And this is what he says. He said, behold, I am coming as a thief, not as a parade, not as a firework, not, not even, as a spectacle. Not with pomp and circumstance. Not as a trumpet, exactly. No pomp, but as a thief. And he also says that it, uh, previously he said that while he was here in the earth, uh, back in the Gospels. Um, and he says, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. But I have a question. What are they watching? You would instantly say, and we've all been taught, watch the signs. Watch the signs. Mm-hmm. Watch for the beast. Watch, look for this. Because if you see that, then you know. But what he's referencing here is, Watch the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Watch the Holy Spirit. Because he warned us multiple times in the beginning chapters of Revelations, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Amen. It's almost like he's whispering it. I've got a secret. 
And if you are drawn away and distracted by these other things, you're going to miss it. If you're looking for signs and wonders, you're going to miss it. But if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, if your eyes are fixed on your Lord and Savior, your eyes are fixed on Jesus, you will stay ready. You will be ready and stay ready. And whenever his day comes, whenever he shows up, you will be found ready and not be found naked and ashamed. But let's also look at what he says. And and you read this. Well, let's read read it again because... It will help give us some understanding. Already, he says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk about naked and men will not see his shame. Mm-hmm. There's another thing that's been taught in Scripture, especially about the end time. And that is that many are waiting for the trumpet to sound. <laughs> That's I, you're gonna I don't know of one person who has ever been a thief who blew a trumpet to announce that they were coming hey. or before they committed their whatever act or deed they were about to do. Amen. Not one. Amen. Wouldn't that come after the case? Yes, every eye will see him. Right? It says mm-hmm. that. But in other places, it's almost like, like lightning. Right, and and if you consider mm-hmm. that, and I mean other places in Scripture, it talks about like lightning. Yeah, you see it, and it can travel a great distance in a very short amount of time. For some, if you blink, it's over. Two you pe- missed it. Exactly. Two people can be riding in one car or standing right next to each other, and one will go, "Did you see that?" And the other one will go, "No, I missed it." Right. Just talking about and the then appearance describing, of lightning and yes. the the appearance and the disappearance of lightning is that fast. So I wanted to to bring that up because it shows the, I'll say, how in tune we have to be to the Spirit, how in tune to His voice, to His leading, to His moving, what He's saying and instructing us Mm -hmm. to do. And and something we say often at this ministry, say what He says to say and do what He says to do. Amen. He takes from the Father and discloses it to us. Amen. And those that are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. Amen. So for us in our role, in our place, understanding the, the severity of it, but what the Lord's looking for, his perspective mm-hmm. on what this is, like the actions, the attitudes, the behaviors, the mindset of his children towards him and his voice, the intensity with which they are listening matters. Amen. And if I could encourage you and ask you, shift gears in your mind. Stop looking for the outward signs and wonders. Stop looking to see the Antichrist and who is it going to be and finding the false prophets so you can stay away from them. Stop focusing on that and put your effort instead onto loving to hear the sound of Holy Spirit's voice. Amen. Put your effort into relying upon him. And even when you come across the scriptures that talk about end times, remember the instruction of the Lord. He said, don't be afraid. He said, fear not, right? (laughs) About anything, but in particular about this, because Holy Spirit's job is to guide us 
to that safe and secure delivery into heaven. That is his business. He has sealed us with his seal. He has placed his mark upon us, his stamp, if you will, so that way we have guarantee that we'll make it if we walk with him, if we rely on him. So I don't need to look at what my natural eyes see in that regard and put my trust in it and my weight upon it. I need to be putting my focus on something else. And that's exactly what the Lord was saying to me. He stopped the middle of everything that was happening in Revelation to say this, all the action activity happening there and how um, spectacular it seemed and all the trumpets, all the bowls, all the, all the woes, all the beast, all the everything to say, <laughs> watch me. Um, Matthew chapter 25 can give us some insight. The first uh, 13 verses about the, the, the virgins, the 10 virgins who took their mm-hmm. lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise and five were foolish. Five took um, their lamps and took no extra oil with them, no oil. They only had what they had in their lamp, but the five wise took oil and what was in their vessels. Now, (laughs) in verse five, it says the bridegroom of this is Matthew 25. The bridegroom was delayed. So the expectation that they had to be able to see him coming, right, or that he would be there at a certain time was not met. Amen. And... They went to sleep. They fell asleep. Remember, he said, watch, be attentive to his action, to him, his movement, not what everybody else is saying and doing, but what Holy Spirit is doing, because there's no one who's going to announce God, the Lord Jesus Christ, before Holy Spirit, right? Or better, more accurately. Nobody's going to announce him but the Lord. And and why? Because what did Jesus say? The hour's coming and no one, not even the Son, knows, no one except my Father in heaven knows the hour of his coming That's but wait right. what is the job and the role of holy spirit and this is in john 16 it says he will take from the father and disclose it to you amen and what belongs to jesus christ and disclose amen. it to us so his counsel to us was stay ready stay ready to go whether that trumpet blows today tomorrow or 10 hundred years from now mm-hmm. a thousand years from now <laughs> <laughs> yeah thousand yes a thousand years from now you're ready well yeah you might not be on the earth but that's okay you're gonna die in righteousness versus dying in sin amen um and so at midnight this is back to matthew 25 at midnight a cry was heard behold the bridegroom is coming go out to meet him and those virgins they all arose and they trimmed their lamps and the foolish ones said to the wise give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out but the wise answered saying no lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you Know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So don't try to calculate the signs. Stop trying to calculate the signs and instead focus here. Tune in. Set your heart's desire to hear what Holy Spirit is saying because he will prepare you as that bride who is ready for her groom. He will make sure you have oil. He will make sure that you are not naked and ashamed. But trying to look at the signs, and most of us, if we're honest, is to say, how ready do I need to be? If I calculate, okay, two out of the five (laughs) signs are occurring, I still got some time to play this off. I still got some time to sleep. He's not here yet. But when I hear it coming to the last sign, then I'm going to hurry up and go, Lord, forgive me. 
Now I'm going to try to trim my lamp. Now I'm going to go to the store and pick up that last minute uh, oil that I need. I'm going to pick up that last minute forgiveness that I need to shell out. I'm going to pick up grace that last minute and, grace right, that I need to give and, right. and walk in that last minute bit of love when Christ is saying, be ready the whole time. Stand ready today mm-hmm. and desire to do it. Love it to be found ready of your king, not as something that's burdensome or tedious or tiresome. The wise virgins came and they were ready and it wasn't too much trouble for them to bring the extra oil with them. The ones who came with only their oil, their lamp, it was a burden for them to have that extra bag of oil. They weren't in the mindset and the heart's desire to stay ready before their king to receive him whenever he came and they were left wanting. But the ones who said, God, it's not too much trouble. You asked me to love and I'm going to pour on more love. It's not too much trouble for me to be patient with my spouse or patient with my children or patient with my neighbor or pray for that Senator or (laughs) love that unbeliever or whatever that God is asking of you. He said, stay ready because that's Holy Spirit's job to make sure we get there. But you have to love, love, his appearance, love his coming, love his, the time of endurance and the waiting in the middle of it. You have to love that time with him as well and be ready to hear the sound of his voice. Whatever he says, whenever he says it, you want to hear it. Amen. But our founder example is Jesus. Amen. And nobody did this better than our pattern example. Amen. It was written about him in Isaiah 11. Right, since we're We've been talking about Revelation, and you see there's a there's a lampstand, right? Mm-hmm. Seven lamps before the throne. And that's talking about Isaiah 11 and the, and the Spirit of the Lord, which is Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll read verses 2 and 3. It says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. But then it says this, And he, talking about Jesus, will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he will not judge by what his eyes see, Mm -hmm. nor make a decision by what his ears hear. And he continues, says, And with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. But let's understand that. It's not about natural eyes. Or natural ears. Mm -hmm. It's about being led, guided by Holy Spirit in everything. Amen. Everything that we are to say and or do. Amen. All of it should glorify the Lord. Being led by the Spirit, that only proves or demonstrates to the world that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. And most importantly, it demonstrates to our Lord <laughs> that we love him, that we love him, Amen. and that we trust him, that we have faith in him. Amen. That's demonstrated by our obedience to say and do what our Father has instructed us through Holy Spirit to say and do. How and when he says to say and do it. Amen. Not when we get, a, get good and ready to do it. When he says. Mm-hmm. And the Lord delighted in walking under this kind of authority. Amen. He delights in the, the divine order set by Father God. Right? As a part of the Godhead. He's not subjugated, but he's willingly submitted and he delights in it. 
That's the part that's missing. He said, willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. That willing part, that delighting in it, that loving it, that longing for it. That's what you heard David talking about, right? He loved the word and the Mm -hmm. law of the Lord. He loved the Lord his God. That doesn't mean he was perfect. It meant he loved God and he appreciated the sound of the Lord's voice. He appreciated going to the house of the Lord and he desired it not to, uh, to check off wickets. Well, didn't he say that in the Psalms? He wrote, he wrote about it, he sang about it. As a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you, the Lord. Exactly. And not your works, God. Not no. your hand, but you. Mm-hmm. You, Lord. You, Jesus. <laughs> Nothing his, else but you. His ways and his thoughts, which is exactly Amen. what David wrote, wrote about. And the Again. Lord is one. His ways, his, his ways, his word, his, his nature, um, his character, his attributes. One. The fullness of the Godhead is one. They're not, he's not separated. He's one. So as we're, we're talking about this and being that generation who will hear the Lord, we have to love to hear the Lord. Amen. We have to love him and love to hear him. And, you know, one of the, the significant um, parts of the, the New Testament or the Gospels, if you will, is when the Lord talked about um, the centurion in Matthew chapter 8. Well, well, actually, let's pause there. Oh, okay. And let's do a, well, yet another part to okay. this, I'll say, mini-series of, <laughs> <laughs> of episodes, right? Okay. Just, this is important that we all get this. Mm-hmm. Because, again, as, if you will, we are transitioning into the... Well, we've got an understanding now mm-hmm. on what the Lord's looking for. First, we should have made our choice, right? Understanding mm-hmm. the signs of the times and where we are. And by signs, I mean where we are, where the Lord's saying we're at and in the time looking zone. at the signs. Right. <laughs> and look at him. So, that, so that, was, that was the first, right? Understanding where we're at in the Lord's timeline. Two is about making a choice. Well, and there's also, that's part of one and into two, is about our choice. And now we're talking about hearing or how we enter into to really be that that people that the Lord is looking for, that the world will know is different, just like the apostles, right? They knew that they had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should all want to be and want people to see in and through us, not us, but the Lord himself. So let's let's pick that up on on the next episode. Okay. But I'd like to thank you all for joining us. And I just encourage you to take this, to study out the scripture, and to, to continue to stand for righteousness and justice. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.